book about change because what we are learning today about the moving body is itself a flying target exercise science has never been so yeasty every week brings a new discovery that undercuts another entrenched and often beloved exercise practice who once would have believed that massage would turn out not to help tired muscles to recover or that chocolate milk would For years, we were told it was impossible to drink too much water during a marathon, but overdrinking, it's been proven, can kill. The litany goes on. Stretching is probably bad for your muscles, but running is good for your knees. Weight training makes you smart. Lucky underpants really work. Your genes might be the reason you're so reluctant to work out in the first place. And humans are born to stroll. It's a fascinating time to own a body, and a perplexing one. But really, we shouldn't be surprised that our understanding of the moving body is in flux. The body is an astonishingly complicated contraption. The machinations required just to lift your finger are boggling. Muscles interlace with nerves, tendons, ligaments, and bones. Collagen stretches against sarcomeres. Cartilage softens the rubbing of bones. The brain, initiating movement, is flooded with spidery feedback from muscles, eyes, skin, various of its own lobes, and other systems. Fluids move in and out of cells. Biochemical processes flare. The liver gets drawn in. For many years, the specifics of this process were baffling. Scientists simply didn't have the tools to determine some aspects of how the exercising body worked. Organs or bodily systems were inaccessible or inconvenient for study purposes. But now, with the rapid advancements in microscopy, neurology, radiology, surgery, 3D biochemical imaging, and other fields, we can see into and measure the human body as never before. Consider what we've learned just about the brain in recent years. Sitting behind a dense, bony, protective skull, it didn't, with standard imaging equipment, seem to be doing much, no matter how hard someone was thinking or how elaborately he was moving. But with the advent of functional magnetic resonance imaging, fMRI machines, scientists can view, from outside, the brain's operations. Which portions are firing with electrical impulses during movement, and which portions are remodeled by movement? Because, make no mistake, as the latest science absolutely assures us, no part of your body is static. If you move enough, your muscles change and grow. So does your mind. The brain initiates movement, but it is, in its turn, remade by movement. New cells are born, new vessels sprout. The same process operates body-wide. No cell in your body is unaffected by motion. Your very DNA is changed. So, move. The -the state-of-the-art exercise science also points out, with increasing urgency, that inactivity is, for the human body, unnatural and unwise. Death rates rise when societies sit. Waistlines grow. Unhappiness spreads. By one recent calculation, life expectancy in the United States and Europe will drop in the coming decade, for the first time in modern history, in large part because people do not exercise enough. 
but also because we smoke and overeat. So, if this book is partly an overview of what's known right now about physical performance, it's also, and perhaps even more accurately, a user's manual. I hope it will allow you to take what's being learned about the human body and put it into action, whether your aim is to break 3.30 in a marathon or to walk more briskly around the block. We all have questions about exercise, whether we've been working out for years or hope to start tomorrow. Do you have to follow a specific diet? Can you get fit with only a few minutes of exercise on any given day? What is an interval? Science is, with exhausting regularity, supplying new, tested, evidence-based answers to these and hundreds of other questions. We don't, after all, have to be athletes to want to know how best to move. We need only to listen to the voice bred deep into our blood and